this is Lita Curry for Talent Talks in conversation with Paddy Upton. Now, if the name is familiar, it's because Paddy is well known for coaching at the highest level in sport. He's coached the Indian national cricket teams and the South African national cricket teams and various um, professional T20 leagues around the world. Paddy is a team coach, he's a leadership coach, and in fact, he's got a master's degree in both sports and in business. And currently, he's a professor at Deakin University in Melbourne. Now, Paddy has just brought out a book called The Barefoot Coach, Life-Changing Insights from Coaching the World's Best Cricketers. Paddy, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, Lita. We spoke a little bit earlier in our other podcasts around how to create a culture of success. And you, you said the old adage um, is still very true that culture will eat strategy for breakfast any day. Um, you also mentioned that it's it's critical to have the best talent if you're talking about a high performing team. And then obviously the first question is how do you attract, how do you find that best talent? Um, yeah, that's a very good question. That. I mean, I guess the obvious way of getting attracting the best talent is to offer them the best package, um, which is one way. Um, the other way is to create the kind of cultural kind of kind of environment where the word sort of an inner circle on the street is that this is a really great place to work. You really want to be here. So instead of going out to buy the best talent with the biggest package as possible, ideally what you want to do is create an environment where the best talent is phoning you and saying, I'd really like to work there. Have you got an opening somewhere? So um, that's the first piece. Now, if you've got the environment that attracts that talent who actually wants to work there, it would go to without saying then that's going to be the kind of environment that's going to keep them the longest, as opposed to if you get someone who comes at the highest price, it's probably there's, a, there's an equal chance if somebody else in six months or a year down the line comes up with a higher price, that person is going to go where the highest price is. So it's the, the culture that attracts the person, I think, is most important as opposed to the amount of money you can pull together to buy the best talent. Um, but for me, what, what I've also seen more and more happening is it's not necessarily having the best talent that leads to results because there is, there's going to be the, 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 every com- company or you know the, the competitors, if they take a cricketing environment like the T20 leagues, our coach around the world, there's three or four really talented cricketers in each team. And over the course of an eight or 14 week season, those talented players, their performances generally cancel each other out. The teams that win are those then that are able to extract the best out of the rest. And I would hazard a guess that the majority of corporations, you've got a few talented people, but the majority of people in the organization are people who are happy with mediocrity, with a 50 or 60%. They go there, just do enough to be seen to be doing their job and not get into trouble and go home at the earliest opportunity they're able to go home. If you're able to get able to get five or ten percent more out of that mediocre middle group than what anybody else is. And if you're able to do that, and again, it's the culture that does that, um, that I believe is really a competitive advantage is having the culture that tracks the best, keeps them the longest, even while other people are offering them 20, 30% uh, higher salaries, um, and at the same time getting the best out of the rest. And that's a culture thing where people feel empowered, they feel a sense of belonging, they feel they're important, they feel they're adding value, 
Uh, and that comes from that sort of in sport and athlete centered type leadership style or in business, a servant leadership type style where the bosses actually listen to the people. What, what can, and for me as a coach, I will go to people and say, I want you to have a great experience in this team. Tell me what I need to do or to provide you so that you have an unbelievable experience because I know if you have an unbelievable experience, the chance of you delivering your best results is highest. So I need to listen to what the person needs to set themselves, to set them up for success. And it's not just focusing on those, those the, the talented players, the four or five in the team, it's really focusing on the rest of them and having that conversation with every other person. Yeah, so the talented people are, are always going to perform. They're, they're always going to succeed. Um, when you've got a great culture, they will want to succeed for the team. When you don't have a great culture, they will still deliver results. Like we mentioned in the earlier podcast, the Australian team, the one the 2015 World Cup. You had 11 players who wanted to do really well, but they weren't wanting to do well for the team. They were doing it for themselves as individuals. So that team still won the World Cup, but it was never going to be sustainable. And we saw that team fall apart two or three years later. Um, so it's creating, it's the culture that's the key piece that you want to be attracting good people you want to create an environment where they're so happy to be there. They're not looking to leave. They're actually looking to ideally to actually empower and help other people and bring other people up to their level. At the same time, you've actually got someone who just sees their work as a job to clock in and clock out. Um, actually starting to be wake up an odd day, be quite inspired to come to work and actually quite happy to stay a bit later because they love what they're doing. And once you've created that culture, then you're already, I think, five or 10% ahead of most of your competitors. So then the, the critical question comes in to say, how do you create that culture? What can you do as a leader to create that culture of belonging, of being part of a team, of wanting to go the extra mile for the performance of the team? What can we do as leaders? Ask what people want, really listen and deliver it. Um, it was in 2013 I was asked to come and interview to coach the Rajasthan Royals team in the Indian Premier League. They had spent four years in the bottom of the log and the reason they'd been at the bottom of the log was the owners of that, every team was given 13 million US dollars to buy their players. The owners of that team kept half of that money back to run the franchise and gave the team only six and a half million dollars to buy players. As a result, they just didn't have the most talented players. Um, they had to employ a, a, a really smart recruitment strategy of getting talented youngsters that came at a very low price. So that, that earned their place at the bottom of the log because they just didn't have those big name players. Um, and in my interview, um, I, I'd never coached a cricket team in my life before then. And Clive Woodward, the, the English uh, ex-English rugby coach, happened to be in the interview panel. And he said to me, so Paddy, I believe you actually haven't coached a team, which it's not a great question to get asked in, a, in an interview for a coach <laughs> job. Um, and he said, so you're obviously going to get any expertise that you don't bring. So you're going to bring a batting coach and a bowling coach and maybe a fielding coach. Because I, I didn't have that level of expertise that was required at that level of the game. Um, and he said to me, it's going to be, how are you going to, if you're going to get these expert coaches in who are going to be senior to you in the coaching world, well, the reality is, was, was anyone who was coaching cricket at the time was senior to me in the coaching world. Um, and he said, how do you see yourself managing that dynamic if you're going to actually be leading these people who are senior to you in this coaching world? And my answer to him was, if you offer me the job, there won't be a problem. There will be no dynamic because my prerequisite before accepting 
is I want no batting coach, no bowling coach, no fielding coach, and I want no uh, fitness trainer. I want no experts in the support staff. And there was this deathly silence that hung in the interview panel. And one of the interviews leaned forward and said, but what do you mean? And I said to him, you're going to give me 25 players who play in this year alone under 25 different coaches, each with their understanding of how to play T20 cricket, 25 different captains. And between those players will have over a thousand games of T20 experience. That's the expertise I'm going to use to build the entire campaign. And so I arrived with that approach is every single thing we did as a team, I asked the players, I engaged in the players, how do you guys want to practice? What works for the meetings you've all had before, pre-game meetings, post-game meetings? What are the things that work in all the different teams? What are the things that don't work? Let's make sure that we design our preparation, our, our strategy, our, our post-game debriefs to be better than any of you have experienced individually in your different teams. So they took responsibility and I'd said to them at the end of the season, if you walk away and you're not happy with something, it's your fault because if you're not happy, bring it to me and we'll find a way to make you happy. And I guarantee you that within and even outside of reason. Um, and that bunch of young youngsters and bunch of underdogs that had been at the bottom of the log for four years, we didn't have any different strategy. We didn't have any diff- any new players. Um, that team went, in fact, it's still the longest ever home run winning streak in IPL history. We won 13 out of 13 home games that season, made the IPL finals and went on to be to the Champions League and went unbeaten until the final. And that was really a team, a completely player-led team. So that's an extreme example. Um, however, the more I believe we listen and the more as leaders we we come with a mindset of, I want the people in my team to have an unbelievable time because I believe if they're having a great time at work, they're going to be delivering their best results. And I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what to do for people that's going to make them happy. So therefore, I ask them, I really listen, and then we have a conversation, and then we deliver on whatever's going to make them happy because we know, research tells us, that happy people are 31% in the corporate environment more productive than unhappy people. So the bottom line is is literally asking them what they want, listening to what it is that they say, and then deliver it. And in that way, you create the engagement, you create a commitment, and then obviously the performance follows from there. Yeah, pretty much so. And it's an engagement. It's not just I'll do whatever you want. You know, you want to throw yeah. parties. We're clear on what our goal is, what we want to achieve. But now we can have a really open conversation as how do we best go about getting that, collaborating on how do we get to the top of the mountain, and again, you know, we define what is the top of the mountain. It's not just winning and making money. It's having a good time. It's being connected. It's having a place where we, we want to come. We enjoy ourselves. We're going to spend most of our, our, our week and our working life at the office. Um, goodness me, I want to make sure it's a really good time and people really enjoy themselves. Because um, too many people just whittle away their lives um, being silently unhappy in a workplace in order to earn money. I think that's quite a sad scenario and certainly as a leader I don't want that happening on my watch yeah that makes sense this has been Lisa Carey for Talent Talks in conversation with Paddy Upton Paddy thank you very much for your time today awesome thank you